When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys welcome back to unwinding i feel like i never say the name of the podcast and that's sort of weird right like i should say it more hi welcome back to the unwinding podcast see i even like sound awkward because i never say it i don't know um so hello if you are new here hi what's going on i'm so happy you're here feel free to think of me as like your new best friend and think of all these conversations as though you were just like kicking it with me drinking some margs hopefully frozen or like whatever beverage you enjoy okay so listen up you guys told me you wanted a heartbreak i'm sorry if you can hear ollie of course he's joining us in the studio um you guys told me you wanted a heartbreak picking yourself back up finding your magic again becoming a bad bitch episode and I am here to deliver okay this is part one so part one we have the beautiful Haley on today otherwise known as superlative beauty on Instagram I can't say that word super superlative there are some words that I just fuck with me you guys know I can't say that superlative super, super. okay um before I let you guys listen to listen to our conversation which is juicy as hell okay and also very personal and sometimes I'm like are you really gonna put this on the internet but you know what I'm here to help I'm here to keep it incredibly real but um I don't know for some reason this is what I feel called to do so anyway I wanted to give you guys a really quick little background um on how Haley and I met which we actually haven't met in real life we are we are social media homies we've been following each other for on Instagram for a while now and just like hyping each other up and being supportive queens you feel me but I just really wanted really quickly wanted to shout her out because I forgot to tell her this in our conversation um and I don't remember when this was I feel like it might have been maybe even like not last year but 2019 at some point when I first started talking about like my anxiety and my mental health struggles on my um stories she always validated everything I was feeling and she just had conversations with me about like her struggles and just I don't know she really just made space for me to feel normal about everything that I was experiencing and I'll just like always even I'll always remember her telling me to literally call her if I had any questions at all about because I was thinking about potentially going on medication I ended up not going on medication for a very like for like six months after that but she was literally like call me if you have questions like I would love to like talk to you about this like who does that dude like who does that so fucking sweet and I will always remember that and I just I love the internet you know like I just I mean it has its downsides but I love how social media has brought me so many beautiful people and 
I don't know. It's just really cool. So I'll never forget that. Haley, you're a real one. And you guys are going to... Ali, excuse me, sir. Um, you guys are going to love this conversation. I was editing it and I was like, bitch, yes. Like, this is what I need to hear right now. I'm struggling and I needed to hear all this. So heartbreak, picking up the pieces and becoming a bad bitch. Part one. Here we go. I'm so excited. I just got I'm so inspired writing, writing all these notes. <laughs> I know. This is going to be major tea. Okay. This so is, wait, yeah, wait. I mean, <laughs> my relationship life, it's like a choose your own adventure. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was so happy when you were down. Okay, so hello. Welcome. Hi. I don't like doing intros, but like, tell us your name, how old you are, where you're living, how are you today? Tell me. Okay. Uh, my name is Haley. I am 27, soon to be 28, a little later this month. I am currently in Los Angeles, California, but I'm a little bit nomadic at the moment. So I was living in San Francisco for the last five years, and then basically quarantine happened, a breakup happened, which is like very appropriate for this conversation. Yes. And I was like, I'm out of here. So I picked up, gave up my apartment, moved home for the holidays. And then now I'm just kind of like moseying around. (laughs) I love it. Um, Which is very unlike me. (laughs) But sometimes you have to do something like that. Sometimes you just have to like fuck shit up, you know? Um, Yeah, out of the comfort zone. I like to get right to it. So I was doing, let's let's throw back a few days. I don't even know when this was. I was doing a... I get spam calls all day long. Do you not? No, same. All the all time. All day. It's on my phone. Spam risk. And I'm like, do you really think I'm going to answer? Like, I just don't understand. Sorry, I just got one and they're probably going to keep calling me. I don't know what the fuck they want. Um, they're always so, like, your student loan payment. And I'm like, bro, look, bitch. All day. But all day. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I seriously want to answer one day and just be like, I don't even know what I would say. Okay, anyway. So I was doing a few. I did a Q&A on my Instagram stories the other day. And I got quite a few questions about fuck boys getting over a fuck boy heartbreak finding yourself again you know becoming the bad bitch that you are after going through some shit and I there were a lot of questions and so I was like you know what I feel like people I mean clearly people want to hear about this I'm sure it's been happening for a lot of people and people have gone through this this I mean people go through this shit all the time so I was like I'm gonna make an I'm gonna do an episode about this and thankfully Haley fell into my lap and was like, listen, I have a thing or two to tell you about this. And I'm so excited because I don't know what you're going to tell me. Like, I've never heard this story. And we're just going to get into it and see where we go. So I'll give you the floor. What happened in your last relationship? Obviously, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, right? But yeah, well, like I said, my relationship history is a totally choose your own adventure situation. So... (laughs) Um, I will start with 2020 because that okay. alone is like a lot. Okay. Um, so basically I started 2020 in a three-year relationship. Okay. And it was a healthy relationship. It was a great relationship. There was a lot of love in our relationship. And I ended it. And um, I think to a lot of people from the outside – it was like, whoa, what happened? And it's uh, it's something that, you know, you always hear, well, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. And the reality is, like, behind closed doors, like, 
in a lot of aspects, things were great. Mm-hmm. Still my best friend, and I'm sure we can talk about that a lot. Wow, but basically, cool. um, <laughs> I went to India for work for two weeks, and um, some things happened while I was there, and basically it was like, okay, I came back, and like two days later, I was single. So I was like, new year, was gone Holy for <laughs> two weeks, like across the country, came back, and my relationship of three years was over. After that, I uh, I was like, okay, I'm ready to like get back out. And I think that's the part that people are so confused about, because they're like, well, first of all, you were in like this great relationship, and second of all, how did you move on so quickly and a lot of it was like me grieving the relationship while I was still in it so then by the time that it was over I was like okay I feel good like I'm ready to like see what else is out there can I also say like who the fuck care like who cares why you were ready to move you know what I mean like from like you keep saying like from the outside I'm sure people were confused but like okay like that that you felt you were ready to start dating you wanted to make this decision whether it was shocking to people or not like I just feel like sometimes we we feel or I do I feel like I have to explain myself to everyone and always be like justifying everything to everyone and sometimes it's okay you know like sometimes things don't have to make sense to everyone else and people might be confused, and that's fine. Like, we don't owe everyone an explanation, even though we feel like we do, you know? I just wanted to say that. Except, yes, I totally agree. I fucked up. <laughs> Am I okay. allowed to swear? Are you kidding me? Have you heard me speak? <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I was like, uh, uh, I'm going to be in trouble if I'm going to, like, Oh, my God, <laughs> no. Um... So I completely agree. Like, I'm not somebody who, I do care what people think, but I don't. Same. I don't really, like, hold myself to that necessarily. The problem was this. So I am the kind of person who I, like, go hot and heavy right off the bat. And that's always how I've been. It's something that I've learned about myself. Like, I'm not somebody who's just like, oh, I can be casual. Like, I'm not a casual person. Like, I am an intense person. You and I are both intense people. And I'm like, I am in this. And like, if I don't have that initial, like, crazy attraction or like, crazy interest in someone, it's just never going to happen. Like, if I don't have that initially, it's never going to work. So the problem is, (laughs) we broke up on January 20th. Uh, January 13th, I went on my first first date. It went incredibly well. Um, wait, so you went on a date before you guys had broken up? No, 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 oh, Did I say said- January? Yeah. Oh my god, no, 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 no. February. <laughs> okay, that can go. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so here's how I <laughs> fucked up. Besides that, here's how I fucked up. So we broke up on January 20th. Okay. February 13th. I went on my first first date. Wait, can I ask where? Years. How did the how did the date like from an app? It, yeah, it came so it came up from Hinge. It's so okay. funny because this period of time I just remember so vividly. Yeah. Um. So I remember I was funny enough. It was Super Bowl weekend, so it was literally a year ago right now. Yeah. Um, I was in an Uber on my way to a friend's house to watch the Super Bowl and I was just like on hinge and liked this guy and he liked me back and then we started chatting and 
so then we like went on this date on the 13th and it went super well. I was super attracted. He's like, we're at this wine bar. First of all, this is how intense I am, mind you. I was like, he was like, why don't we go to this bar? And I was like, I knew what bar he was talking about. And I was like, no, that's a shit bar. Like, we're not going there. So I was like, we're going to go to my favorite wine bar. Of course. <laughs> so I was like, actually, how about we go to the place next door? It's a little bit better. I don't know why anybody ever dates me. And <laughs> You know what you want. Who cares? I know what I want. I was like, I want my favorite wine bar. They have great yeah. charcuterie. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, me, knowing that it's busy, I was like, I don't know this dude. Like, maybe he's got it together. Maybe he doesn't. So I called and made a reservation and didn't tell him. Okay. And it was a couple blocks away from my house. So I was, like, walking up. And he's like, oh, I'm here. They're really busy. They may not be able to seat us. And I was like, "Actually, there's a reservation <laughs> under my name. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Talk about it. emasculating a man before you've even Literally. met him. Literally. <laughs> the reservation is under Haley. sitting at this wine bar going super well he like mid-sentence I'm talking he just like reaches across the table and like starts making out with me and I was like whoa like for a girl who just got out of a three-year relationship I was like oh my god yeah uh anyways long story short the next morning it was valentine's day and he was like um do you know what day it is and I was like uh no (laughs) He was like, it's Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, huh, funny. And he was like, well, you know, I'm getting together with some friends, like, you know, whatever. I, uh, you should come out. So long story short, we ended up spending the entire weekend together. So it moved really quickly. And after that, like, it just, it just happened really fast. Like we were spending like every single day together and like two weeks into this so you know it's like the end of February it's barely been a month since I got out of this relationship uh, with somebody who I love and care about so 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 deeply and who was um you know struggling more than I was with our parting yeah and I was drunk and I was stupid and I posted just like I mean it was an innocent photo it was just like very clear to anybody who knew me and knew what was going on that like this was somebody who was like a romantic situation and my ex saw it and I immediately was like oh my god what am I doing what am I doing like I was so inconsiderate and I I mean, I'm sure it you broke you weren't, my heart. Like, it honestly broke trying, my heart. You weren't trying to hurt him. I don't think you, you don't, you know? No, not at all. Yeah. I was just so, it was selfish is really yeah. what it was. It you was really selfish. caught up in the moment. I was caught up in the moment. Turns out that dude, like, that's the thing. That's what pisses me off about it now. He, total fuckboy. Total fuckboy. Okay, continue. Like, continue. Yeah. So, basically this relationship, this entire relationship crashes and burns in, like, a month. It's, like, four weeks. Okay. Like, and he just totally turned, like, wasn't texting me, wasn't, like, calling me, wasn't coming over, which, like, the two weeks prior, he was like, oh, my God, I have to see you, I have to see you, I want to talk to you, like, all of this stuff. And you didn't see any of the flags, like, you didn't see any of the, like, fuck boy maneuvers at the beginning? Well, he wasn't at the beginning, but what I should have realized was he made a comment when we first started 
seeing each other and he was like when my friends meet you they're gonna be really surprised and I was like why and he is like I don't act like this with girls and that's one of the warning signs where it's like so how do you normally act you're a dick right he's like I'm not affectionate I like don't like really commit to people I don't bring girls around my friends and like as a girl like this is one of those things that I've just I've realized that for me somebody who moves really quickly and likes that kind of like that passion and that initial spark on one hand like that's a really attractive thing to hear like it's a really attractive thing to hear like I'm so like into I'm picking you, you you're different yeah you're I'm picking you to like I'm gonna show you to my friends I'm gonna be affectionate with you I'm gonna do all these things that I never do and I'm gonna do like it's like you're the chosen right. one because yeah. you're special you're the chosen right. one exactly right. and that has become to me more now of a flag than a compliment because it's yeah. like well why don't you right. like how have you never felt like this about somebody else yeah Unfortunately, I realize that now because I got fooled again. It's okay. (laughs) So that was like a crash and burn situation. And thankfully... How did it it end? So basically, I I came from a really healthy relationship where there was like a lot of communication. And so I was still very much like operating in that kind of mindset where like if something's wrong, you say something. Yeah. And I was like, yo you're acting weird is something going on and it was like no 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 and then it was like yeah but there is something going on and I was like I don't have time for this I'm not gonna like I don't need to deal with this I just got out of a relationship like you're cool and all but like there's gonna be other people I think so I just ended it and like that was something that I was really proud of myself for because Mm -hmm. if it had been prior to my long relationship I would have stuck around for months which I have done before I would have been like trying to make it work and trying to stay around and trying to continue to chase that feeling of being the chosen one Mm -hmm. and being the one that's like special and he you know my ex really taught me like what your worth in a relationship and like what you can expect and like he left really big shoes to fill you know and it was never like our relationship ending was never for lack of like him supporting and loving me and being like the best partner uh emotionally that he could have ever been you know and so like that was a really important experience for me And it taught me, like, you don't have to deal with bullshit. And so I was like, okay, I'm out. And then I got love bombed again. (laughs) Oh, my God. I thought this is where – I thought this is where it ended. Okay, ended. Continue. No. So I basically went through, like, three breakups in all of 2020. So, I mean, this one-month thing, like, I don't know if you could really consider it, like, a breakup. Like, it wasn't even really a relationship. But it was, like – we weren't seeing anyone else. Like, he was like, I want you to meet my family. Like, all of this yeah. stuff. You know, like, I mean, it some, seemed like it was on a serious trajectory. Sometimes things, and I can I can speak on this too from experience, is that sometimes it doesn't matter if something is short-lived. There can be so much passion and feelings. There can be so many feelings in something, whether it's literally 10 days or a year. Like, I don't, I don't think time 
equals how much something can mean to you and how much and how painful something can be. So whether it's a breakup or not, it was painful and it taught you some shit. So we can leave it there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So then a couple months later, get back on my hinge game. (laughs) Fucking gotta love hinge. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Except for all of those. Anyway. Um, Are you going to say all the fuckers that have a dead fish holding it and they're just smiling with their big ass Did you fish? see my stories of all of the people that I was screenshotting from L.A.? No. I literally, I had, like, friends in my personal life texting me being like, your algorithm is broken. Something oh. is seriously wrong. <laughs> like, Olivia was like, take over my account. She's like, I will give you the login. You can delete all of my stuff off. You should use my account because there's actually something Wait, wrong. Wait, stop it. Is there <laughs> something, is there, is there a fucking algorithm on Hinge? Because I already deal with, like, 50 algorithms in the world. Like, I can't do another one. Yeah, because they try to, like, figure out, like, who you're going to right. like the most. Oh, my God. Well, here in Miami, it's literally, like, every other guy, and I'm not trying to be a bitch, but every other guy is literally a guy holding a fish, and his name is always Scott, and <laughs> and it's always, like, you know, the bigger the fish, the happier they look, and I, I don't know if it's, like, a metaphor for, like, their dick or something. I don't, I don't know what it is, and one time... The last time in quarantine, when quarantine really, like, was quarantine, you know, like, April. Um, yeah. I opened Hinge for, like, a second just to, like, fuck around. I was so bored. And I matched with this guy on purpose that was literally posing with this huge fish. And I he liked me. I didn't like him, but I matched with him because I had a very important question. And I was like, I don't remember what his name was. It was probably, like, Bob or Scott or some shit. And so I was like... I was like, I just have one question for you. Why did you feel the need to select that photo? Like, I was such a whore, but I didn't care because I was going to unmatch him immediately after. I was like, why did you feel the need to select that photo as, like, your first picture, like, holding the fish? I don't understand, like, why you think people want to see a dead fish on their feed, on their phone screen. And he was like, oh, no. Fucking moron. He was like, oh, no, the, the fish wasn't dead. I just catch and release. I was like... And that's supposed to make me feel better? Like, goodbye, Scott. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Miami's a big city, right? So yeah, I don't I know if same, you've ever... No, I see the same people all the time, too. I but do you ever my... see them in real life? Oh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons okay. why I stopped using it, because I was like, bro, I see, like, five of the hotties that live in my building, and I no longer will fuck with any neighbor, because... I just learned my lesson, you know? Um, and so Ooh, I was it like... sounds like there's a story there. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is humiliating. Like, the fact that they're seeing me on this app. And I said this to my therapist. I was like, I'm deleting this because I just, like, imagine what my neighbors think seeing me on there. And she's like, Lisa, you're seeing them on there too. Like, what are you, what are you humiliated of? And I'm like... It's a mutual, it's, it's mutual like, destruction. Right. It's like, it's so embarrassing. And I see one of them all the time. And I'm just like, hi. Like, you know, it's just like, ugh. Anyway continue sorry yeah well I asked because San Francisco is so so small um and the area that like I would always be in I mean it's literally like a one mile radius yeah so when your entire like dating prospects live within one mile of you (laughs) fuck man you know wait I have to tell you a story I'm not gonna tell the full story today but I have such a funny story for you too I'm talking to a guy that I met on hinge 
but in another city. I was telling a friend about it and she's like, bro, what do you mean? When I'm bored, I just change my location. Like she'll fucking change. Like she'll, she lives here. She my changes, hinge is in Austin right now. She changes her location. She did it to like Boulder because apparently all the hotties are in Boulder. Um, and so she changed it to Boulder and she's like, it's so fucking fun. But then she's like, after a while they realize I don't live there and then, you know, shit gets complicated. But I'm like, that's a great right. idea, honestly. Um, my, well, I got so fed up with my freaking hinge being broken in LA that I sent it to Austin. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So right now I'm just like, what are my prospects? Like if I move to Austin. Yeah. Wait, how is it looking? Should I do that too? Is it fun? I mean, it's like meh. The thing is I'm not sending out. Right. A lot because I'm like, there's no point because I'm not there. You're just scoping. Um, I'm just I'm just seeing what the yeah what the situation looks like. Yeah. But I have a really funny story about living in a small city and hinge, which so again, this is like a whole detour around like time time and space in my relationship history. But I uh so right after college, I was I had been dating this like fuck boy for a while. We like met, had this like super like great spark, and he was so predictable and looking back now I'm just like oh my god like I've never okay now we're gonna have to go even further back because so I come from a small town and when I was in high school it was really just like you kind of start talking to someone and then you were just like with them like nobody went on dates like it was just like you were together and then you weren't together like there was no like kind of in between until I mean yeah it was just you didn't, like, date around. When you're 16, you're yeah, just, you like, don't. whatever. Yeah, I hear you. you Same. Yeah, yeah. And um, I – my first, like, serious relationship ended really badly. It was a really, really bad situation um, that was very traumatic. Uh, and so after that, I was just, like, I'm not going to be with anybody. Yeah. And – it lasted and like all the way through the end of high school all the way through college and so like I didn't even really date anyone in college I didn't date anyone in college I didn't either and so after college I like met this guy and I was like ooh, like okay and it was so predictable because it was just like he would he would always text me on like a Tuesday night and then be like do you want to hang out like Thursday Friday like Thursday or Friday and then we would, like, either do something on, like, Thursday or we'd, like, do something on the weekend. Then I wouldn't hear from him for, like, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday, and it would just, like, start again. Right. And I had never been in a situation before where I had to, like, have the conversation or the talk, and I was a nervous wreck because I was, like, I really, really like this guy, and... I've never been in this position before where I've had to, like, question what I am with someone. Yeah. And I hadn't really let myself feel that way about someone since I was 16, you know, because I just shut everything down. Yeah. And I was a complete nervous wreck. We, like, had this conversation, and he was like, I don't want anything serious. And I was just like, okay that's fine. Like, that's okay. And like, I tried to convince myself that that was okay with me, which 
as you can tell by the way I'm talking about it, was not. Like, it was not okay with me. And I continued that on for, like, a couple of, like, weeks. And then finally, or maybe a couple months, and then finally I was just like, look, I'm sorry. Like, I can't do this if you're not willing to commit. And so he was like, okay, well, I'm not, so this is over. And I was like, well, shit, that sucks, but okay, that is what it is. Then he comes back a week later, calls me from his brother's graduation in Austin, speaking of, and is like, I'm at dinner with my family. I had to come outside. I had to call you. Like, I don't want this to be over. Which is the call that every girl wants. It's the call that every girl wants. The regret. And I was like, oh my God, like I thought it was over. I walked away and now here he is saying, I want to be with you. And I was like, Mind blown. this actually happens. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well like we should talk about it. But then it was like, okay, like we're going to do this. Two weeks later, two weeks later, calls me up. We're done. We got like, this is over. And I was like, <sighs> it's just so exhausting. So you... End it because you don't want anything serious. Come back and tell me that you're willing to commit. And then two weeks later, decide that you can't do it. I was like, and it just, it, oh my God, the mind fuck. Yeah. So. It's a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mind fuck. And, you know, what's really unfortunate is like, he, there was a lot of things that I didn't even know about myself then. You know, like I didn't know, I didn't know about my anxiety. I didn't know what I was feeling. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't eating. I was constantly, like, my extremities were constantly cold because I was in this extreme fight or flight because I was so panicked about the whole situation. And I think for a lot of people, it's like, well, you're really overreacting. Like, it was like a dude you were hooking up with. Like, what's the big deal? But it prompted me to actually go and get help and see a psychiatrist and I walked into her office and I literally I hadn't even sat down and I started crying and yeah. she was like okay like what well, nice to meet you <laughs> you want to tell me what's going on and the reality is is I had PTSD from what had happened seven years prior you know and like having somebody like trying to really open myself up again to someone and being rejected through me a complete loop yeah and so that's when like I went on you know I went on anti-anxiety and anti uh anti-depressions hi Ollie (laughs) um and I was just like okay you need to like figure your yourself out you know again um and I think that's like one of the biggest things that I've learned is like I I think that I'm okay and like I think a lot of people do this where you're like oh I have this problem and now I fixed it and now I'm good forever and it's like no you're not (laughs) you're really not and I fool myself into this all the time and something that's like recently come back to me is when I went through that breakup in high school I had seen this this quote in a magazine that just really resonated with me and I had cut it out and I put it on the mirror in my bedroom and I would see it every day and the quote was the most important relationship is the relationship that you have with yourself 
And to me, that means a lot of different things. Like one is that you have to be really honest with yourself. Like you have to know where your boundaries are and what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. And you have to be able to put yourself first when you're in those situations that are crossing your boundaries and you have to be able to speak up for yourself. And also now what that has started to mean to me is that it is a relationship and relationships evolve and they mature and they digress and they evolve over time. But at the end of the day, they always require work. Like you have to like completely invest in like continuing this. Like you can't walk away from a relationship and expect it to just continue to function. And like, that's a really hard thing to do with yourself sometimes, you know? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. It's like, like your relationship with your best friend. Is it perfect always? No. Is it great? Hopefully. Yeah. Do you have bumps? Always. And why would you expect the relationship with yourself to be any different if anything it's more complicated because you talk to yourself more than you talk to anyone else and that's like it's it's almost like when I'm sitting here and listening to you telling me all these stories it makes me first of all thank you I feel so grateful when anyone like opens up because like I know this shit isn't like fun to talk about necessarily and I know there's like obviously pain there and stuff so I always appreciate when anyone is like open but I'm also just, like, it frustrates me because I feel like I, and I'm sure you can agree with me, like, I have for so many years, and I'm 28, so until now, and I'm still learning that I'm valuable, like, I'm still trying to convince myself that I am worth a lot and that I deserve all these like I deserve good things like I am still trying to convince myself because my anxiety depression many other things love to convince me that those things are not true um but for so long in so many of my I haven't really had many relationships like serious relationships there's been more like I guess flings if you will and I've just been very closed off to like anything serious um which leads me to now, which we'll get into. But um, (laughs) so I, for so long, like, not like begged people to stay, but it's like, I didn't, I didn't have any self-worth that I didn't realize that somebody's inability to see my worth didn't mean it wasn't there. You know what I mean? And like, I placed all of my value and everything I felt about myself and how I felt about my body, how I felt about just myself as an individual. I placed all of that in what, like, the attention guys would give me, or just, like, all these things, and it's, like, fuck, like, I hate that there, I hate thinking that there's an 18-year-old girl, or a 20-year-old girl, or however old girl, or boy, or man, whoever, going through this because they don't realize their worth, and I feel like sometimes you kind of have to go through this shit to, like, figure yourself out and realize, like, I don't deserve this. I don't want that. I want this. I expect this. These are my standards. Like, you have to go through these things. I'm not saying you necessarily have to go through a bunch of fuckboys to realize these things, but I did. I certainly had to go through, like, just, like, bad experiences with guys um, to realize, like, hell no. That's not what I want. That's not what I deserve. And it sounds like that's exactly what, like, not exactly what happened to you, but, like, I feel like you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think for me it's interesting because I'm 
it's like also the opposite too like the the opposite is also true which is that it's not just oh you know just because they can't see my worth I think for me it's more they see me as worthy and I don't see myself yeah that as happens worthy. to me too like yeah. whenever yeah. a guy is like oh my god you're so great you're so amazing you're so blah 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 yeah. and I'm like no I'm not like yeah. what are you talking about like how could you like me basically is like always <laughs> is always my first gut reaction is like how could you possibly think that how could you possibly think this about me? You know, because it's just not true. In my eyes, it's not true. I'm yeah. not these things. And I don't understand how, I don't understand how you see me that way, you know? Totally. And in addition to like going through all of the shitty stuff and all of the shitty guys, I would say like the even more of my growth is from having that healthy relationship. Oh, yeah. And like, that taught me things that, like, going through all of the shitty guys could have never taught me. Because, like, there's always things – you can always eliminate things. Yeah. Right? Like, it's really easy to be like, I don't want that. I don't want this. I don't – But I do want this. And X, I y, do and Z. expect this. It's – yeah. And it's it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, like, conceptually, I want a guy to treat me well. But it's really hard to put details into like, that. Like, what does that mean? Never experienced yeah. it yes. before. You yeah. know? I don't um, feel like I've experienced, like, I, so I've never been in love, um, and I've never really experienced, like, feeling truly safe. That's the word I like to use. I've never felt truly safe with someone, um, ever, and what, what, what I'm working on now is trying to be okay with the fact that even though I'm, I feel super messy in parts of my life, I feel like I'm working on so many things, allowing myself to, even though I'm working on so many things and I'm not by any means, I have nothing figured out, um, still allowing myself to like date and like enjoy people and let people in and not feel like I have to perfect everything before I let someone in. Because for like the last maybe three or four years, I, my mentality was, I will date when I blank. I will let myself Mm -hmm. go on this date when I blank. And that blank was different always. And it was like, I kept lying to myself and postponing all of these things because I thought there was going to be this end destination of this day when I was going to have it all figured out, feel great, love myself, be happy with my appearance, like all these fucking things. And it's like, (laughs) what do you think? That doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't, my life changed when I went to therapy in all honesty. Um, yeah, like hundred percent. And I've only been in therapy for a year and like life changing. Um, but when I realized that like, there's no destination, like you're going to be working on yourself always. And we're all fucking working on ourselves. And I needed to realize like you can still work on on fixing the broken parts of yourself and and you can still simultaneously let people in. It's really fucking hard and that's where I'm struggling right now. Um but yeah, I don't even know what I was going to say with that. But I want to talk <laughs> about like I want to talk about how you start or started to I don't want to say find yourself again, but like find your magic again and like find fill yourself back up basically after being like knocked around for the beginning of last year you know yeah 
Um, okay, really quickly before we, because we totally went on a side tangent. I went on a side tangent. Before I get to that, I have to tell you the funny story. Oh, tell so me. So after this guy and I ended, right, yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm going out. I'm going dating. I was going on like five dates a week. Oh my I was exhausted. You, and you have to understand, like, I am not that type of person yeah. at all. Like I said, like, I'm like a one track mind. I can't juggle that many people at once. But I was like, well, clearly I need to play the field, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, so about getting you, sometimes outside you do. Sometimes you zone. have to. Yeah. So I was going on all of these dates. So I go, I'm like on my fourth date of the week. And I'm, like, really not feeling well. And I'm also just, like, not into this guy at all. Like, I was, like, I don't even know why I agreed to this. Like, oh, this is so annoying. Whatever. I'm, like, starting to, like, just, like, kind of get a sore throat. And I was, like, whatever. I'll just have a drink with him and then I'll call it a night. And this was on, I mean, this was, like, five years ago. This was on Bumble, I think. And it was, like, you could see who you were mutual friends with. And we had a ton of mutual friends from this college in California that, like, I know, like, half my high school went to, you know, so I was just like, okay, like, I didn't go through the 40 people, because I was like, okay, clearly, we just have a lot of mutual friends, whatever. So we go, horrible date, I'm, like, definitely getting sick, we have a drink, and I'm just like, okay, peace, bye. The next day is Friday, I, like, call in sick to work, I'm, like, coming down with the flu, so I'm, like, ill, and... (laughs) All of my girlfriends go out. They text me. One of them texts me at midnight. And she's like, did you go on a date with so-and-so? And I was like... I'm scared. No. Oh, you lied. And she was like, last night, who did you go on a date with? And I went and I, like, said his name. And she was like, that's this person. And I was like, oh, my God, because that person was the person that one of my best friends had lost her virginity to. (gasps) And you didn't know? No, because he, like, had always been told to me by his nickname. Oh, so it was, like, a name. And on, like, Bumble or Hinge or whatever, his name was his middle name. Like, it wasn't even, like, his, like, actual name. It was, like, his first name and his middle name, and his nickname was his last name. So I had... No idea. And I'd never seen a picture of this person before. I just always had heard his name. Yeah. I was mortified. (laughs) Mortified. I had gone on a date unknowingly with one of my best friends, like, virginity people. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm a horrible friend. So that virginity people. (laughs) So after that, that was when I was like, you need to slow your roll, girlfriend. Anyways, that's my funny story. So how to get yourself, like back up I mean for me so yeah so basically I ended my three-year relationship got like love bombed by this guy that I dated for like a month and then I got into an actual relationship in the summer and got love bombed again like he told me that he loved me within the first two weeks of us dating like said I was his person told his friends that like I was going to be his wife like Holy fuck. We were looking at moving in together within the first month of dating. I mean, it was, like, hot and heavy. And it's just so hard because you hear these stories. And as somebody who just so desperately wants, like, a good love, you think, well, yeah, this is crazy. 
But what if I'm one of those stories? Yeah, but what if you it know? could work and out like, for that's, me? Yeah. But what if it could work out for me? And, yeah. like, as somebody who has been through, like, these ups and downs and all yeah. of this, like, trauma and all of this, like, really negative stuff when it comes to love, I was like, well, maybe this is just, like, the person that I meant to be with. And as much as I loved my, my ex, there were specific things that I was looking for that di- he didn't have. And this person did. And I was like, oh my God, like he checks all of the boxes. He's super into me. Like he's really committed. Like this, maybe this is it. Yeah. And things were really great for a while. And then they weren't. And then we broke up. And it was literally because it was like, I don't have time for you. And I was like, I don't understand how you could say all of these things to somebody And then just be like, I don't have time for you. I'm like, how do you commit to somebody and then do that? Like, that's the part that I'm still working through now. Um, But in terms of, like, getting myself back in an okay place, it's... It's going back to what I was saying earlier about recognizing that, like you don't only have a relationship with an external person or even like with your friends who whoever your family your friends your significant other but like you also have that relationship with yourself and like sometimes you need to like date yourself you know because something that I do as somebody who has like had these like crazy issues is I give a ton when I'm in a relationship like I want to be, like, the, not necessarily the perfect, like, I, it's not that I'm always trying to be, like, impeccable as a girlfriend, but, like, I want to give as much as I have to give in supporting that other person. Yeah. And I find, time after time, when I do that, I give away parts of myself, and, like, that... And then you're, then you, like, you, you have, if you're... constantly giving and giving and giving and giving if you're not getting that back you're they're gonna suck the life out of you You right exactly and it's not always like they're asking for it you know like that's like a lot of it's driven by me it's like I want to give this to you I you're not asking me for to to give this to you but like I want to because this is how I show my love yeah um And every time I'm single again, I'm like, oh, yeah, what about you? You know, like, what, one, what can you learn from that experience? Because there's always a lesson, you know? Always. And some of them are good and some of them are bad. But it's really about, like, for me, digging back into, like, well, what do I want and what do I what do I need and what's going to make me happy? Because at some point at the end of the line, there was not happiness there, you know? So it's like, I think in quarantine, it's been exceptionally hard because typically prior to this last year, I would be doing all of the things that I love. I would be exercising. I would be eating good food. I would be hanging out with friends. I'd be going on trips. Like for me, filling my time is it's not 
an escape. I mean, I think some people look at that and you're like, well, you're clearly just trying to like gloss over it. And that's not really what it is for me. It's more about feeling that abundance of life of like the people that I love, the things that I love doing, like all of that, that I maybe was spending some of the time with like somebody else when I was in a relationship, you know? I feel like I, I haven't gone through a breakup in the last years, but I have definitely had to pick myself up in other ways. And I think, you know, I think there's something to say about whenever you're grieving something or an area of your life, it's the time for you to be selfish as fuck. And I don't, and I, I mean, selfish has such a bad connotation, but I mean it in the sense of focus on everything that makes you happy what energizes you be curious about the things that make you happy and make you feel fulfilled what hobbies have you wanted to try I know right now we're in quarantine you know we're in a fucking pandemic and there are so many less distractions available but I don't think like you're saying exercising hanging out with friends traveling like I don't think those are distractions as long as you are self-aware of the things that you learned in the last experience that you had and not only self-aware but also like letting yourself I feel like people never want to feel the feelings like people never want to feel the shitty feelings I get it who wants to feel shitty no one but if there's something I've learned in the last years it's like feelings whether good or bad they're all visiting you and they're gonna fucking keep knocking on your door until you acknowledge them like it just is gonna happen and I've learned that the hard way because I suppressed and suppressed so many different feelings that I just didn't want to deal with and that's yes, fine you can do same. that you can do that <laughs> but it, it's they're not going to go away until you do and it's uncomfortable it's not fun right. but like let yourself feel the feelings like let yourself be sad let yourself be upset let yourself grieve like you're grieving something and like it is that yeah. might take you a week that might take you a month it doesn't matter but, like, let yourself feel it and be compassionate for, like, the feelings that you're feeling. And while you're doing that, reflect. Like, be curious about what happened. I feel like I love to... I'm, like, an overthinker, overanalyzer. It's, like, the death of me. And same. so I just overthink <laughs> we everything. We're the same person. <laughs> Literally. And so I learn a lot because I think about everything so much, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, after that, after letting yourself feel all the feelings, like start what I tell my friends or anyone who's like going through a breakup or anything is like, they're so, it's so situational, right? There's not one Mm -hmm. piece of advice that I can give someone that's going to mend your broken heart. Like time and doing things that make you happy is going to fix that in my opinion. But I think a good place to start after you let yourself feel things and you let yourself, you know, dwell on it and whatever you need to do, because I feel like that's an important part of it. Um, I think a good place to start is, you know, all this time that you previously spent on this person and with this person, fill that time up with things, with different things, fill up your life, fill up your life with hobbies, with books, with trips. If you can safely travel with, you know, strengthen the French, the friendships that you do have in your life, strengthen the relationships with, I don't know, your family members, whatever it is, fill up your life. Because in my opinion, I don't want to date someone who has nothing going for them. And I don't mean that in, in a financial way. I don't mean that in, in – I feel like when I when you say that, people always think it's, like, about money. I don't mean it in that way. I just mean, like, I want someone who has a beautiful full life. Like, whether that mm-hmm. means they have a few good friends that they love and cherish and hobbies that they love and, you know, whatever the fuck it is. 
but I want someone who has like, I want to be a part of a fun, beautiful life, just how I want someone to walk into my life and be like, oh my God, wow, she has all these, you know, fun, different things going on in her life. So what I try to think of is like when I'm single, fill up your life. I want to fill up my life with things that I love and that make me happy because I don't want to like have this huge gap that's only going to be fulfilled by a man because I don't want to depend on someone like that because then what they leave and then what I'm broken. Like, I don't want that to happen. Um... I think it's, like, dangerous to just, like, put all the, like, expect someone to, like, fill up your life like that. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Like, you can't look for someone else to completely complete you. Yeah. And until you're doing that, when you're, whenever you feel ready to, like, get back out there and, like, start dating again and whatever, like, now you have all this you know, you've assessed so much, like, you've learned so much, like, I didn't like this in my previous, in my previous fling or relationship, I want someone who does this, and all the things that you want, don't set, like, I, I, my biggest thing is I will never settle for something that I don't want, like, I will never settle just because I want to be with someone, I will never settle just because I, all my friends are, are dating, and I'm not, I've done that before, I've, like, settled for some random loser for a little bit, because I was like, oh my god, I need someone, <laughs> no, bitch, like, just be alone, you'll, t- your time will come, like, don't settle just because you yeah. think you have to be dating someone, like, I hate the fucking societal timelines that there are, I hate them, it's so stupid, um, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get off my Oprah nest right now, but <laughs> I want to ask you, are you dating right now? How do you, like, how do you feel right now? Yeah, it's been interesting because basically what happened was I spent the majority of quarantine with this person. Um, okay. and then things ended and I lived in a super small studio in San Francisco by myself. And so after that happened, I was like, this is a prison and I'm very, very lucky that my family was close and they were like, you know, I was very hesitant to be like, Hey, I think I need to come home. Um, that's not like me. I'm a, I love my family dearly. We're incredibly close, but I am very independent from them. And we're all in like a weird, I have a 13 year old brother. So he's like in middle school, like, my dad's retired, my stepmom's work. It's just like, it's anyway, you can cut that out. But no, my point I, being that I, mean, it's... I was like, I know that I can't be my myself right now. And I'm in a weird position given COVID that like, I can't be with a lot of other people. And that, yeah. you know, I know that there are some people who make the decision that like, they are okay with seeing people for me personally, like that was a limit of mine. Like, that's something that's important to me. Um, and so I went home and I moved home and then I was there for two months. And so I did kind of very quickly move into like, okay, well now I have like my dogs and I have my family and like my dad's cooking me dinner every night, (laughs) which was like, dude, sometimes that's what it was like, it was very healing. But then when I came to LA and now that I'm by myself again, it's definitely like, oh, there's still stuff there that I need to deal with. Um, so something that I did when I first got down here, like one of the first weekends is I was, something for me is just like, I get so in my head about like, well, it's going to be like really hard for me to like go out and do something and like doing things, but I don't have a problem with doing things by myself, but it's more about like the structure about it. Like 
where I'm going to park, where am I going to eat? It, the is there going to be a bathroom? Yeah. Like, yeah. what if I'm I thirsty? Am I going to be able to get water? Too. Where's the gas station? Yeah. You know, like stuff like that. And like, that's the stuff. Like, it's not about doing it alone. It's about the fact that I'm like, like right now I don't have contacts. So I'm blind. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be like driving around in a place that I don't know. And I don't know where I'm going to park. And what if I can't see? And like, what if I can't see the sign? And what, if, you know, like it's, like, that's when I really start going. But I, I find feel your me, pain. One of, the, <laughs> one of the things that helps me so, so much when I'm going through a tough time, whether it's like from a breakup or otherwise, is pushing through that hardship to be like, I can do this and I can rely on myself. And yeah. it's it's going to be anxiety producing in the moment, but you're going to feel freaking great afterwards. So like one of the things that I did was I have access to a car down here. So I was like, I'm going to go to Orange County. I'm going to have myself a day. I'm going to get a nice coffee. I'm going to sit on the beach. I'm going to get a poke bowl. I'm going to have a great day. Going to watch the sunset. I'll drive home. Did it completely by myself. Was it stressful? Absolutely. But by the time that I got home, I was like, wow, what a beautiful day. What a beautiful day that I had by myself. You took yourself out on a date. I took myself out on a date. And like, that sounds so fucking corny. But when you think about it, it's like, it could be really simple. It could be walking down the street to get yourself coffee. It could be like watching the sunset in your car for 10 minutes. You know, like, I think it's really important to just like find those little moments where you're like, this is something that I'm doing for me. For myself. Um, yeah. And when you can find the times where you're like, this is something that I typically wouldn't do because I would feel the need to rely on somebody else to do it, whether that's a friend or whether that's a, a partner or whatever, and just being like, I need to do this so that I can do it on my own and prove to myself that yeah. I can do it on my own. And then once you do it once, you can do it again. And, like, that's the amazing totally. thing. And, like, you just start to expand your your circle of possibilities. And then you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal for me to, like, travel alone. You know? It's not that big of a deal for me to go and do X, Y, and Z alone. And, like, I think you – I heard you and Meg talking about, like, you know, the whole self-love thing. And how, like, oh, you can't, like, love someone else until you love yourself. I agree with you guys that, like, that's completely false. I do think, though, you have to be comfortable with yourself first. And I want to qualify that by saying, like, you you don't have to be 100% okay with yourself. (laughs) Like, being comfortable with yourself is also being comfortable with the fact that you are not perfect and there are things that you're continuing to work on. But being like, that is my reality and that's okay and being comfortable enough to acknowledge the the good and the bad. Um, Because if you're not able to do that, like ultimately being in a relationship is being vulnerable in ways that make you freaking uncomfortable sometimes, you know? Um, Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really sure where I was going with that, but I just I do think that it's really important to be um, comfortable with sitting with yourself, and like sometimes that is sitting in happiness, sometimes that is sitting in pain, sometimes that is sitting in anxiety, sometimes that is sitting in excitement and joy. Like there are a lot of different ways that that can look, 
but you have to let all of those be able to pass through you and not try to just like pretend that they don't exist because if you pretend like they don't exist totally you're not going to be able to and this is something that I learned in my good relationship which is like I was like oh you're okay with me being a hyper control anxiety ridden depression crazy freak and you don't think that it's too much which is wild because I think that I'm too much my mind is running 24 7 in a million different directions I say that you don't think that I'm a crazy bitch about it (laughs) I say I say that to my therapist all the time she gets so annoyed at me because she's like you love to say that you love to say that you're too much like that's what I always say I tell her like I'm just so much like I'm just I have I have baggage and I am you know messy and I just have so many feelings and I just I feel like I'm a lot right and yeah she was like show me someone who isn't though like show me someone who isn't like I feel like she's she's like you're just so self-aware of like all of the things that go on in your mind and so you like have this list of all the things that you think are like wrong with you when in reality you have she's like teaching me to like re like change the narrative that I tell myself that I am and like who I tell myself that I am because for so long I was like I'm just a mess and like who's gonna be okay with that and who's gonna be down for that and so we're like working on changing that narrative because yeah I have issues who the fuck doesn't but aside from my issues I also there are so many things that I like love about myself and I even like Mm -hmm. saying that out loud is like so weird because I'm you know we're not used to saying shit like that out loud which like we should fucking be we should be okay with saying things like that um but anyway I want to wrap it up with two questions one being what would you and I feel like we have to do like a part two because I feel like there's so much more. I know. I feel like I didn't. Oh my gosh. There's so much more. Like we didn't there's even so, no, talk but about it's, like, it's, I'm still like best friends with my ex and like, that's a whole no, other, you know, like yeah, there's so you, much. Like, and like my, I said, it's such a grab bag. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I need to hear about I, your guy. Like there's Right. So and much. I want to tell you my current dilemma, but I think, no, I think we should definitely, if you're down, we should do a part two, like for sure. Um, because this one, I feel like you, you brought us into your life and then we also talked about really what, not what you should do after a breakup, but like what has helped you. And the, the truth is going through a breakup, like it's going to be so situational. Like, like I said, there's not one thing I can say that's going to mend your broken heart. It's so depending on what happened. But I think like, like we said, the best place to start is like sit with your shit, like sit with it, go through it, feel it out, be curious about it. And then start slowly building your life back up with things that are meaningful to you. And maybe you don't even know what those are because maybe you've been invested in another person for so long that you don't even know what the fuck makes you happy. And guess what? That's so exciting. Which is such a beautiful opportunity. Right. Right. To like get to know what you even like to do. Like what kind of music do you like to listen to? What what do you want to do on the weekend? Like what do you actually want to watch on TV? Like figure all this shit out. Like think of it. I think a lot of it is like perspective too like change the way that you think about it like yeah you're brokenhearted and it I don't even want to like it's so much easier said than done but there are certain Mm -hmm. little perspective shifts that we can have that instead of looking at it as like oh I'm starting over and I'm just like I'm like no this is a beautiful new fucking chapter where you're gonna figure out all this new shit about yourself my two last questions and we're gonna do a part two 
and I'm very excited about it. Um, okay, what's one thing you would tell your broken-hearted self right now? Like, you are talking to you maybe, what, four months ago, three months ago? I don't know when the heartbreak happened exactly, but what would you say to yourself? Oh, my gosh, you're going to have to give me a second to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it can be a few things. It doesn't have to be just one. What would I say to my broken hearted self? You know, I just, I want to, I don't want to say something that's like so cliche, like it's going to be okay, but. mm, 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 Sometimes mm. that's what you have to hear though. No, but I mean, it's more than that. It's more like, oh my gosh, you've got me like stumped. (laughs) <laughs> what would I tell my broken heart self? I swear I'll come up with something. Just give no, me a no, don't even don't stress um, too much. Like, what did you really? What did you wish someone would would have said to you when you were? Think of like a really low day that you had in one of those last months, and like, sometimes I'll literally text one of my best friends, and I'll she doesn't even know what's happening, and I'll be like, "Can you just tell me everything's gonna be okay?" Like sometimes I just need so. That's why when you said that, I was like, "That's not stupid to me at all." Because sometimes I just need someone to call me and be like everything's gonna be fine the five million things you're stressed out about right now it's gonna be fine like sometimes I just need someone to say that to me anyway think of a, like a super sad day yeah I think <laughs> for me it's uh really just you are loved you have people in your life that love you and your your universe of love that like surrounds you and that sounds real woo that it just came out of my mouth <laughs> But the there are other people who love you that are not just this singular person. This singular person is not the only person in the entire world that loves you and or that will love you or that will love you. And there were going to be other people that come into your life. There are going to be other, you know, things that come into your life. Maybe it's a dog. I want a dog so bad. I'm so jealous of Ollie. But, um, (laughs) but, you know, like, there, you are not, your love is, first of all, it's not a zero-sum game. It's not like you only get a set amount and you can only give it to this one person and then when they're there, you don't have anything left. You know, it's like, there is no limit to the love that you are able to receive. The limit does not exist. Or the people, the limit does not exist. Or the people who can give you love. And that that person was like one drop in the bucket. But there's a whole other, there's a whole other bucket of people who are ready to shower you in love. And don't lose sight of that when it feels like everything revolves around this one person and the pain that they have caused you. Wow. Like, Mike could drop. <laughs> I love that because I always see this quote on Instagram and Pinterest and it's, I always save it because, I don't know, it just like hits me because it says like, how crazy is it and how cool is it that there are so many people that you haven't even met yet? And I don't even mean romantically or I don't even mean like a, a romantic relationship but like so many people that you're gonna meet that are gonna love the fuck out of you and you haven't even met them like you're gonna have so many and I love to think about that because it's just like so crazy like you could meet someone right now like you could meet someone tomorrow like it's just it's wild okay last question what is your favorite way lately that you've been unwinding and taking care of yourself (sighs) a glass of wine (laughs) um 
Amen. I, so honestly, to this is going to be like the dumbest thing ever, but I have two phone games on my phone that are completely mindless, but they center me and just like they yeah. center my thoughts because it's like a very small thing that I can focus on. And what I will do is I will get into bed. I will put on a podcast. I love true crime, so I I fall asleep to Dateline every night, which cannot be good for my, like, (laughs) inner psyche. Like, listening to, like, have you seen the TikTok where they're, like, driving to, to, (laughs) there's, like, driving to TJ Maxx to smell candles, listening to my true crime podcast, and the audio is, like, her nose was cut off. Her legs were cut off. Her ears were cut off. And I'm like, that's me. I don't know how people listen to this shit. Like, I can, I will not sleep if I listen to that kind of stuff. I can't. I can't do it. It's the voice for me, though. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, listened to, like, one of the Dateline episodes, but he's like, and then she was murdered. And you're just like. And you fall asleep to that? You sound so ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) I know I'm crazy. I'm crazy. if I even but I like, watch, I like, put the that slightest on and thing, I like, if I watch the slightest thing that is like too like, a- and I love action movies and war movies, it's like my favorite thing ever. Oh, um, I love those too. But, but after I watch one, I need to watch like Barney to go to sleep. Like no joke. You're like, yeah, you're like no gore. I can't put that in my yeah. I so I think watch, like, I mean Disney really Channel. what it is is like the way that I have been you can cut all of that crap out but like the main thing for me is between work between my thoughts which are unbelievably exhausting because I have like 17 conversations going on in my head at once same um, <laughs> between like Instagram because that's like something that I run on the side and my whole account and my friends and all of that really the biggest way that I've been caring for myself is just calming down and like that sounds so like well whatever but like for somebody who's going 24 7 just stopping and just being like just focus on this one just task being. for like, right just now being. just being yeah yes yeah like I've gotten to the point where like I can't even listen to music anymore because I'm like I can't choose what music I can't choose what music like that's the level of like craziness yeah. that I'm in right now so like just sitting in silence I'm just like and like exhaling you know and just being like you just need to take a breather and chill out you know and like for me that's really the only time that I get to do that is like right at the end of the day like right before I'm going to bed yeah and really in early in the morning so like I also have been loving um I just love mornings I love getting up like before it feels like the rest of the world is awake and oh, so yes. taking those two moments at each end of the day has been like very very grounding for me. So I love that. I love that. What a whirlwind. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath if you're listening. Deep breath. I know. <laughs> oh, no, I love that because I think I I mean I yeah. talk about it all the time how I feel like the way that you start your day and the way that you end your day. I mean, it's gonna fucking change your mood. It w- it really will. Like it really will change the structure of your day. Try it out. Try it out. I promise you'll you'll yeah. feel good. I totally agree with that. And it's different for everyone. Like that, I think that's yeah. the other part. Is like, yeah. For me, it's listening to a murder podcast. For you, yeah. that would like send you off the wall. But like, <laughs> I would need to go to therapy just for that. 
there's no right way to take that yeah. moment for yourself. No, and I there think isn't, like that's it. People are like, you have to meditate and you have no. to do X and you have to yeah. do Y. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Find whatever it is, whatever it is. Maybe yeah. it's a phone game. Maybe it's a murder podcast. Maybe it is meditation. But like, find whatever it is that's going to like put you in a space where you're like, okay, Calm. now I can do this. Yeah. Well, Haley, this was amazing this is part one okay so you're coming back whether you want to or not because we have a lot of <laughs> unfinished business um but i know i feel like I we really this. just got started oh my gosh yeah i feel like we need like three bottles of wine and like five hours <laughs> i know i was like should i take like a couple shots of tequila before this i didn't because it's noon i'm gonna but... go work out soon so i definitely could not but um okay thank you so much for coming on I am so excited for everybody to hear this and, you know, we're going to bring everybody along on our how to become a bad bitch journey. Okay. This is part one. So hope you guys are excited. I'm going to leave Haley's stuff linked everywhere out. Um, And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Lisa. It's been so good to be on here and chatting with you. I know we've talked for so long, like over the last few years. I know. I feel like I knew. We really just like sit down and get it all out. (laughs) I know it's so funny because when I like when I first saw Meg on FaceTime or like I don't know whoever else and it's like holy shit like I feel like I know you but like I don't know you but I've seen you on my phone for like a year you know I know it's crazy like two years it's wild how long it's been but anyways thank you so much for having me Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please, please, please tell me what you think. Go give Haley some love. Go follow. Go follow the podcast. I'm really trying to make the podcast Instagram like the cutest and most valuable it's ever been. And I'm really putting my heart into it. Okay, so like go show me some love. Um, I love when you guys tag me that you're listening to the episode. It makes my fucking world. And I love to hear, you know, what parts resonated. Like, I love that. Um... I love the conversations that come from a new episode. That's like my favorite part, you know, like I love having the conversations with people. And then um, once it's live, I just can't wait to hear what you guys say. So please, if you ever want to tell me what you thought or what you enjoyed or what you want to hear more of, tell me because I will be so happy to listen. Um, But with that said, I'm going to let you guys go. I will see you next week for another episode and I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Oh, and happy Valentine's Day. Okay. Whether you're single in a relationship, in something complicated, in a situationship, whatever the fuck you're in, have a beautiful weekend. Um, Realize that Valentine's Day is also like capitalism at its finest. Okay. And like, just be extra nice to whoever's in your life. And if there's no one special in your life, Ollie is making a mess right now if there's no one special in your life um wrong bitch you're in your life okay so like go do something nice for yourself go do something nice for yourself hope you guys have a great weekend and i will see you next week everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.